You're listening to the Black Sheep Talks podcast. My name is Karina Greco, and I am your host. I am an online coach, writer, storyteller, speaker, and podcast host. My mission is to help others manifest a life of travel, adventure, and financial freedom. I created this podcast as a platform that allows for raw and authentic conversations to be the norm. I will be diving into all sorts of topics, including manifestation, mindset, self-love, healing, personal growth, spirituality, relationships, travel, the super yacht industry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I am passionate about sharing the life lessons that I've learned and how certain experiences have helped me grow and evolve in this lifetime. My aim is to inspire you to dive deep into your own personal growth and manifest a life you love too. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello, hello, podcast family. Welcome back to the Black Sheep Talks. I am going to be getting into the yachting series today. We're back on Mondays, and today we're talking all about how I got bullied on my very first yacht that I worked on and how I handled it. So I'm likely going to split this up into two parts, um, depending how long I speak for, Um, but we're going to see how it goes. So how I got bullied, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the whole purpose behind me helping other greenies is because of the adverse experiences that I had in the yachting industry, the challenges I faced, And I really want to bring light to these topics and the fact that unfortunately this industry breeds a very toxic work environment. Um, Not all of the time, but many, many boats do have these issues. And my experience was that I've met a lot of leaders and superiors who didn't necessarily know how to be good leaders, how to be good managers. And unfortunately, this led to bullying, belittling, verbal abuse, and you know, even sexual abuse, which I didn't experience, but I know other people that have had experiences of, you know, abuse or harassment or things like that. So the reason why I'm going to be talking about this is because I really want you guys to know what yachting is truly like. So if you're thinking about getting into it, this is, you know, the real thing. Like I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not bullshitting you and telling you that, you know, it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. You're going to be sitting, sipping champagne on board and having a party. You're going to be working really hard. And if you guys go back to my episodes, then you know that that's what I talk about. And I tell you exactly what yachting is going to be like. And I'm also working with clients in my group program, going through all of these things as well, right? So we're talking about what to expect on board, the realities on board. And especially this month, we've been diving into mental health awareness and mindset work and inner work to really like understand ourselves, become more self-aware so that way we can, as you know, humans who interact with each other on board have a better experience because a lot of the times what it comes down to is how other people trigger us. So this is kind of like the shadow work we've been doing inside the Financially for Yachty Mastermind. And if you guys haven't heard what that is, this is a group coaching program that I run for women only um, where I coach women to leave their nine to fives, break into the yachting industry, 
learn all the strategy of how to get into it, what to do, how to network, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of the mindset and mental health side behind it as well. So if you guys are interested in finding out more about that in the link in the show notes, I have a free webinar where I talk about how you can break into the yachting industry with zero experience. And I talk about the power of manifestation and how this can really help you to um, land your first job. And then as well, I touch on my program. So if you're interested in this, I am running the next program again in October. Um, October 1st is going to be the date. And yeah, we can definitely connect. You can connect with me on Instagram to find more more information about that. So let's get into the story for today. So I told you guys my why and why I'm even talking about this. So let's dive in. So when I first got into yachting, I was in Fort Lauderdale when I broke into the industry. I told you guys the stories of me staying in crew houses. In the last episode, I actually told you guys about my horror story of being in a crew house. And yeah, unfortunately, there, like I said, are a lot of people in the industry that aren't necessarily, you know, the best of role models and leaders. And yeah, so on my first boat, I ended up going to... Palma with the intention of getting a job in the med. And then I ended up getting this job online via a Facebook group. Um, It was a small boat, about a 33 meter motor yacht that was based in the Dominican Republic. And it was just a small crew of four. Uh, The captain, his girlfriend, who was like pretty much the chief stew, but a cook stewardess. So she was cooking for the crew and, um, you know, kind of the head stew. And then there was the engineer and the mate. Um, and then there was me, the deck stew. So on smaller boats, you normally have people being all rounders. So everyone kind of does like two positions, right? Because there's not a lot of crew on board. The boat is smaller and we can kind of move around and do everything. So if you're thinking about ever going on a small boat, this is kind of the reality of it. You're going to be doing a lot more things. You're not just going to be stuck doing one task, like, you know, just being a stewardess, cleaning one section or a deckhand cleaning one section. You get to kind of learn a lot of things. Like the thing I really enjoyed about this boat was when I got on there, I was completely green. I had no idea what to do. I had no experience. Um, and I got to learn how to, you know, do everything on deck from teak scrubbing to polishing to, you know, driving the tender to all of that um, and then on the interior how to do everything as a stewardess and then I even got to go into the engine room and learn engineering stuff so that was quite cool but unfortunately um, after a month or a month of being on board or two um, and as I was learning things and not even two a month of being on board um, the chief stew or the cook stew who was teaching me everything um, she saw that you know I had no experience on the interior on the exterior I did because I had done a bunch of day work in Fort Lauderdale for three months so I already knew how to do everything outside it was just the interior like I had no idea how to detail on the interior because I had no experience so she had to teach me all of that um, and I had no idea you know how to to properly iron like to be honest I've never really ironed in my life like yes I'm a terrible housewife gonna admit that um I was never like the type to do those kind of things I mean I did grow up having to do chores and stuff but like I don't know ironing was just not a big thing and in yachting um everything needs to be ironed a certain way and really perfectly so you have to really learn how to do it properly especially if you're like ironing napkins and you know you don't want to ruin certain things and how to do laundry and all of that like it's not just like the basics um there's a lot more to yachting of how to do it to like a high class five-star service so 
anyway, as um, I got on board and I obviously had to be taught all of these things, I noticed that like the cook stew wasn't very patient with me. She wasn't very um, aware that people had different learning styles and abilities. And for me, I'm a kinesthetic learner. So I learn when somebody shows me and then I do it and repeat it. And why? Because my brain processes things in in a way like, you know, I have to see it and then I have to actually practice it. If someone just tells it to me, I'm not going to remember. If someone, you know, I can't, I need to be like visual and be physically doing it. So I'm a bit of both, but I'm definitely not like, you know, an auditory learner where like, if you just say something and I hear it, I'll remember. It just doesn't work that way. And unfortunately, that's the way she was teaching me. She was just telling me all of these tasks that I had to do every day. And, you know, at the beginning, I was just writing them down. I had like my notebook and pen because I knew like, that's what you should do. You should have a notebook and pen when you go to, you know, your first job. That way you can write things down. If you have questions, you can ask. And I was doing that, right? I was, that's what I was told to do. And I remember at one point she just started like after a few weeks, she started to get a little bit short with me. Like, okay, like, you know, you you shouldn't be writing everything down, like just listen. And I said, well, I don't learn that way. I can't just listen because one, I'm going to forget. You're literally telling me to do 20 things today. And if I don't have a list, I'm not going to remember. And she wasn't the type of person to write lists. And there's a lot of chief stews that I've heard who would write lists, who'd keep people organized, make sure that you can check things off as you go. And unfortunately, I wasn't given that. So all of this information was like new information. Imagine going to like a new job, getting trained, having to learn all of these things, and everything is just being yapped at you. Like, do this, do this, do this, do this, and blah, 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 blah. You have like this many hours. I was just like, what? Like, I have no idea what you said. I need to write this down. I need to be shown how to do this. What what does this mean? You know, I had all of these questions. And anytime I ended up coming to her with a question, she would just kind of like roll her eyes and sigh and just be like, oh, like, how do you not know how to do this? And I was like, well, I know how to clean, but I've never detailed to the standards. So yes, I need help. I need your guidance. I need you to show me. And she just didn't want to show me. Um, and she was the type of you know, chief stew that was just sat on her computer doing God knows what all day. And it wasn't even just me that was noticing that. The mate who, um, you know, I sometimes worked with outside, he would go, you know, you just need to ignore her. She's just like that. She doesn't want to do any of the work. She'll just give everything to you, make you do it because you're green, right? You're the newbie. And she's just going to sit on her computer doing like admin work. And even who knows if that's what she's even doing. So I literally felt like I was just like cleaning the entire bow. We were preparing. We were in the yard for like a month and there was supposed to be a trip at the end of the month. So I was literally just working my butt off, trying to learn everything, trying to prepare this boat and just notice that she literally would not be a good leader. She would not come and show me how to do things. She sometimes did at the beginning, but when I would ask her again, like I said, she would just get really annoyed, really short and just not want to show me. And I always thought like, okay, well, the reason I'm asking you is because I don't want to do this wrong, right? I don't want to ruin something. And the good thing is to always ask questions to make sure that you're actually doing the things correctly. So 
yeah, it and honestly just kept getting worse and worse and worse as the time went on to the point of like me just getting into this funk of feeling like I was not good enough. Like anything I did was wrong. Anything I did, like anytime I asked questions, I just annoyed her. Um, you know, that I wasn't quick enough. I wasn't learning fast enough. And the reason that all started happening was because I felt like I was in a very unsafe environment and an environment where I wasn't supported. I wasn't getting any constructive criticism. It was just all, um, yeah, negative feedback and criticism that I'm too slow. I'm not doing this good enough. And yeah, just how can, you know, you're asking me this question again. Um, so it really just got my confidence down in myself and it made me feel like really, yeah, just really down all of the time to the point where like I didn't want to be at work. Like I was just not happy. I wasn't happy waking up. I wasn't happy doing any of the tasks. I would just be like trying to get through the day. And the way that I really got through the day was I had to turn to meditation and to podcasts. And that year actually was like the year that I started meditating because I realized that I needed something to, you know, take me out of this funk that I was in where I just constantly felt like, you know, I wasn't learning. I wasn't growing. I was just staying stagnant because I had a leader who wasn't supportive. And yeah, she was just not open to understanding my learning style. And yeah, in my opinion, she just wasn't a good manager. Um, so yeah, it was unfortunately just a really hard experience. And, you know, I was just like trying to get up, work out every morning, meditate. And I did start my days amazing, like have a healthy breakfast. And then I, you know, just would feel this like negative energy. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever felt this. Like, I'm sure you've worked, had workplaces where you're just like, oh, like this just like heaviness. Like, I don't want to go here. Like this just, this feels like it's just going to be awful. Like I'd rather just run away. Like literally that's how I felt most of the time. Um, so anyway, um, my friend ended up coming to work on the boat after like a month to replace the mate who went on holiday. And when he came, like, that's when things started to go even more downhill because um, the chief stew was just, like, trying to literally find every little thing that I was doing wrong. Like, she clearly just had it out for me and didn't like me for some reason. Um, you know, she didn't like the fact that, like, my friend came to work with me and we were just, like, having some laughs outside. She would be like, you have to come inside and do these tasks now. Um and it got to the point where like she was just like watching like every little thing that I was doing and almost like looking for something like evidence of what I'm doing wrong. Like to the point of even in the galley, the galley is like the kitchen um, where we were allowed to go in and like prepare food and breakfast and whatever, um, you know, and at lunchtime sometimes, you know, if we like went and we like had some food or whatever, I remember like at some point you know, somebody had left like some crumbs out on the counter and like forgot to clean them up. And she was just like accusing me instantly for all of these things or like leaving something. And I was always very considerate, like cleaning up after myself, um, you know, all of those things. And even if there was like a point where like at one point I didn't, um, you know, there's just a way of saying that to somebody. There's like a way to go to them and be like, hey, could you please just be more mindful and like, you know, check that you scrape out like the sink stuff into the bin um, instead of just like, 
you know, leaving a sticky note that's passive aggressive. You know, those people that do that? Like I had a roommate that did that in Australia as well, who would like leave passive aggressive notes. And I was like, this is so childish. Like for me, I just can't stand people who do that. It's just, it's just very petty. It's very immature. And I just felt like, you know, that was just like, okay, clearly I don't want to talk to you. I'd rather just like write this note so you see it and you feel bad about yourself, right? Instead of having like an adult conversation and trying to just, yeah, tell the person like, hey, these are some standards I'd like you to follow and that's it. Like, just please do that next time. Okay, sweet. Sure, no worries. And if she had said things like that to me, then maybe I would have felt like a little bit more motivated to actually do that. Um, so anyway, yeah, it just kept going downhill with things like that um, to the point where we ended up getting on trip where the boss came on for the weekend and I was so freaking nervous because this was like my first trip ever, you know, serving guests. I was having to do service inside and again, she didn't prepare me. She didn't um, get me ready for anything. She kind of like the way she wanted me to learn was like, okay, here's a scenario. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, I just want to see how you're going to perform. It was almost like a test. Okay. So you want to like put me under this immense pressure to see like if I'm going to fail. Um, and, you know, like she didn't really even go over the things of like what's on board and how we do a setup. Like we did for a day. Um, but it just like, you know, it felt like just a lot of information overload for me because I was literally having to learn everything in the span of like a few weeks. And yeah, when this was happening, I just felt like, oh my God, my brain is going to explode. Like, you know, I'm just getting all of this information. I'm trying to write everything down. I'm trying to learn where everything on the boat is. I'm, you know, already just feeling on edge because I know that she's going to criticize everything that I'm doing. And it got to the point where, yeah, we got onto trip and the boss came on and, you know, he was a super chilled guy, super nice, very easygoing, just like wanted their, him and his wife just wanted their breakfast and to chill and then they would kiteboard. So I would often like, you know, set up stuff on deck for them as well, help with that. I'd have to run back and forth as a deck stew, trying to do everything and everything I had to learn on the interior. I also had to learn everything on the exterior, like where everything is, how to clean things, how to do things. So it was a lot to learn in like less than a month before this trip. And yeah, so what had happened was when they came on, I was like, wow, these owners are just so nice. And I realized like just working with her as my leader, it was so difficult because she would just delegate everything to me. She would be like, go get me this, go get me that, do this, do that. Um, you know, there's no pleases, there's no thank yous and yachtings, just do it. And I hate that about the industry, right? There's so many people I know that tell you that there's no pleases and thank yous. There's no time to be nice. First of all, we're fucking humans. What do you mean there's no time to be nice? Like, when did we get to this point in society where we decided that we're just going to be bitter and rude to one another? Like, that just pisses me the fuck off because, ugh, like, as I'm just even recording this and having to go back and almost relive this experience because I'm thinking about it. It's really, really just cutting a deep wound inside of me because it makes me so upset to know that people think it's okay to treat others that way. And this is just what I hate. I just 
hate is a terrible word, what I strongly dislike about the yachting industry, about our society, about any industry out there that thinks that we should treat humans as machines, as robots, and not as people, right? Not as beings. Because we are all literally beings of love and light. And we don't express that enough. We don't express love for one another. We don't show appreciation. Um, So yeah, with my experience, this chief stew literally thought that this is how I should treat those who are beneath me, right? That I'm literally just beneath her. I'm just a greenie. I'm just, you know, a slave essentially is how I felt. Um, And so we were on charter. And of course, I was just trying my best to do everything, to move as fast as I can. And every so often I just get a comment, you're doing that too slow. You need to hurry up, you know? And I'm literally doing my best for one person, trying to run from deck, run back inside to do everything. And this is why I say like working on a small boat is a lot of work because you really just have to run around to do everything. And I'm a really good worker. Like I know that I'm a good worker. I know that I can be quick on my feet. I know I could be fast. And I have worked in hospitality. I have worked as a waitress, as a bartender. I know what it's like to move quickly to do that. I've worked in a high star um, and high star service before and I have performed really, really well. And I've had managers that have known that and have seen me wait eight tables, 10 tables at a time, make 20% tips. So I know that I'm capable of doing the service. As long as I'm feeling like I'm in a positive and supportive environment and I'm happy, right? But as soon as I have a superior that's belittling me, putting me down, making me feel like my growth is stunted, well, guess what happens? I start to perform worse, right? I start to question myself. I start to get hesitant. I start to move slower. I start to make mistakes. Anybody does that, right? Because when you feel like you're not being treated with human decency and you're not good enough or you're not doing a good enough job, well, guess what happens? You start underperforming. You start getting stressed. You start get burning out. You start questioning yourself. And that's what I started doing on this trip. I felt like my head was all over the place. Like whatever she had taught me, whatever I had learned had literally gone out the window, right? To the point where I was so fatigued that, you know, I made silly mistakes and then she would reprimand me for that. Um, And there was even one point where we were on charter And, you know, I remember she just told me, she literally came down. I was having lunch. I was having a break because the guests were off board. And like, you know, I had finished a task and I wanted to get food to eat. And she literally came down and she said, you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to have breaks because you're too slow. (laughs) And I remember my jaw just dropping. And I went, you know, that's ridiculous. And that was like the first time I literally just felt like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck am I doing on this toxic boat where I'm literally being treated like absolute garbage, right? And let me just back up a little bit. Let me rewind. Um, So before the trip, when we started having these issues and I started noticing like, okay, clearly she doesn't see that I'm a different type of learner, that I need to be shown things, um, that she's not patient, and she's just pretty much yelling at me and getting mad about things. You know, I tried to be the bigger person. I bit my tongue. I did what I was told in the industry, bite your tongue and just take it, nod your head and smile, like all just bullshit advice, right? And I did all of that, and I just held it in. I held it in, and I took it. 
And then I said, you know what? I'm going to try to have a conversation with her because I had started reaching out to friends and yachting, telling them about this. And they said, you need to try to just speak with her um, calmly. And that's what I did. I went and I had a conversation and I said, look, um, you know, I tr- I tried to be the bigger person. I was very calm. I was very nice. I said, I would like us to you know, have a good charter experience. I'm obviously new. I'm learning. I apologize if I'm slow and I'm not learning things to the standard as you'd like and as quickly as you'd like. But I feel like, you know, very unsupported in the sense that, um, you know, you are very impatient with me and whatever else I said, I try to just be honest. And we ended up having a nice conversation and I thought, wow, okay, I actually got through to her. Like she understands my learning style. She says that she's going to show me, she's going to be more patient and she's going to write me lists. I was like, yay, finally, like this is just all I wanted was a little bit more guidance, right? And I thought, okay, maybe this trip is going to actually go good. We had like a nice chat. It's going to go fine. And it didn't, right? It actually got worse. So because she knew my weaknesses and my vulnerabilities and the fact that, you know, I was struggling with how she was treating me, she took that as a sign of, oh, I've got power over her now. I can literally just say what I want, do what I want and make her feel terrible. So that's what started happening on Charter when the captain was off the boat and the mate was off the boat, let's say with the guests, because they would do a lot of activities like, you know, go um, kiteboarding, go scuba diving, go biking, whatever they did on shore, um, I was cleaning the interior. I was just stuck cleaning the interior and she was, I don't know what she was doing. I never saw what she was doing. All I knew was she was never helping me. We were never like a team working together. And it felt like very, like I had to run the whole show and then get told that I'm not quick enough. Well, I'm sorry, but how could one person literally run from interior to exterior to do everything to the highest of standards and not feel a support system, not feel like, you know, there's any help from the other team member. It was just really frustrating. And yeah, I remember her just commenting all of these cruel things, like from not being able to eat lunch to being told that I'm just a nuisance. I'm just like an onion. And I literally wrote this in a journal. She's like, she literally came to me and said, you're just an onion, right? You've, you just like have so many like layers and, you know, it just like makes you just cry. It's just like awful. You you know how you don't like onions? Like that's how, how I feel about you. She literally would say these like rude comments to me. And there was one point where, um, I remember I finally just snapped. I said, I, I couldn't take it anymore because I tried to be kind. I tried to be kind back to her and kill her with kindness. And I said, you know what? I'm done with you speaking to me this way. Like, please do not speak to me this way because it is not appropriate and I am not being, I'm not able to perform well because I do not feel supported in this environment. This is a very toxic environment. And she obviously took that so personally because I'm pretty much calling her toxic to her face. You know, after I obviously tried to speak to her kindly, be patient, try to find a solution and this just wouldn't work. Um, to the point where I remember she made a comment, she's like, you know, you should just jump off the bow, like pretty much telling me, I guess, to commit suicide. Um, yeah, thank you. That's a very, very supportive environment. You just proved my point. And after those comments, it just got to the point where I would just be doing my job 
she would come and try to, you know, yell at me, tell me how to do things, still give me that negative criticism like in my ear to badger me, to try to bring me down. And I would be like, you know, just not responding to her. I was like, I went from a point of I tried to be civil. I tried to be kind um, and it just wasn't working. Like, so then she was just attacking me, attacking me with negative verbal abuse, you know, from all the comments I said um, to the point where I was just like not responding and I would just laugh. I would just laugh and it would piss her the fuck off. She hated it. She hated the fact that, you know, she wasn't getting under my skin anymore. And she didn't know, but before that, for sure, like there was a point where I had come down and I remember like just crying, just like in so much pain and just like, I'm stuck on this boat. I'm stuck on this floating vessel of abuse and I've never felt so unsafe, so like lonely, so depressed. And, you know, I had to reach out for help. I started messaging, you know, my family, my friends, um, people that were support system in yachting. And I write about these support systems that exist in my ebook, The Greenie Guide, which you guys can get in the show notes as well. If you're someone new, there are resources out there. There are support systems out there for you. If you ever get on a boat that is toxic or, you know, you're working with people that are verbally abusing you or anything like that. And yeah, I just want to say that it's crazy that this had happened in such a short amount of time, like in the two months of going from when I first started working with her, I thought, wow, like this woman's actually like nice. And we had a great connection to start and she seemed to like me. And then all of a sudden something just snapped, like something just snapped that she didn't like about me. She didn't like the fact that I was a kite surfer, that, you know, me and the captain were probably getting on and talking about kiting. And the fact that one day on the trip, I got to go with the owners to go biking with them. And I remember the mate said, please let Karina go on this excursion because he knew I was struggling. He knew the abuse I was going through and he felt so terrible for me. And he was getting abused as well by her. She was making comments at him for like, you know, I remember he like, took the hummus and used his knife to take the hummus. And she was like, that is disgusting. Like you should not use your own knife for that. Like something like that. You know, she would just comment on every little thing to try to just bring you down. Didn't matter what you do. She would just bring you down. And he knew he was like, I know that she's just abusing you every day and it's making you underperform. It's making you question yourself. It's making you question your worth, um, question whether you know how to actually do things. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a struggle for sure. And I want to go deeper into the story because I realized I'm already like half an hour in and clearly I have a lot to say. Um, so I want to tell you guys like the second part to the story and how things like unfolded with, um, you know, specifically me deciding to leave the boat and put in my resignation and all of that kind of stuff um, and standing up for myself in the end because I didn't stand up for myself for a few months. I was taking a lot of the abuse. And I know that a lot of people take a lot of the abuse from their superiors. And even if you're not in yachting and you have superiors that abuse you, it's just, you know, my biggest form of advice is I wish that I stood up for myself sooner and I wish I didn't take it. Because there's one thing of, you know, not speaking back to people and not having an attitude and like, you know, not saying like, I'm not going to do this or being lazy or unmotivated. Like 
that's one thing. Of course, like I don't think that that's something you should do, and that's not what I was doing. But when somebody is constantly criticizing you, looking for your faults instead of looking at what you've done good, then you know that it's not a good environment. You know that it's toxic. You know it's abusive, and you know that they're just power tripping off that authority and it's not going to help you perform. It's not going to help you work better. So standing up for yourself is everything. And it's something I wish I did sooner. And for anyone that's going through that right now and is in a toxic work environment, then know that using your voice is the biggest thing you can do and coming from a heart-centered space, right? And a lot of the time, the people that are the abusers are the ones that need the most love. And like I said in the middle of the episode, like, we need more compassion. We need more love in, hu- in humanity right now more than ever. And it's just unfortunate that workplace harassment and abuse is still something that happens and, you know, that people are just looking to hurt others, right, instead of looking to spread love. And, yeah, I want to go into this more into the next episode. So I will be back next time with part two of the series. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you a part of this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please share this on your Instagram story and tag me at the Black Sheep Travels so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please share this with your friends or anyone you know that would enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about me or how we can work together, then please visit my website, www.theblacksheeptravels.com. You can also subscribe to my email list so that you can stay in the loop for podcast drops, blogs, freebies, info about my coaching packages, my ebook, and upcoming courses and books. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you here.